doing the experience of a flaneur, a walking and talking through the neighborhood of East Austin. We are currently passing the vape and smoke truck. Truck. They have <laughs> trucks for everything here. Which is burger. It's pretty cool. Got one. Ice cream? Gotcha. Vape? <laughs> There's a truck for it. <laughs> No, but this is kind of a neat experience, right? We've talked about this, and actually for our Patreon listeners, we talked about what it means to sort of take a risk and walk when one is away on a trip. And here we are in South Austin for, or in East Austin for South by Southwest, and trying to reframe and get curious and do all of the kind of knowledge gathering that we can to keep reframables punchy and interesting. That may mean taking a really long, slightly sketchy walk. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure. In fact, we are perhaps doing this conversation to make sure that if we don't come home, you all know what we last saw. <laughs> not... Actually, doesn't that poster say That's risk? That's not... <laughs> risk. We did actually see... Oh, can you hear the crickets? nature we saw a really bad accident last night so that that was, that was jarring <laughs> that was jarring i mean actually i'm not laughing at all it was pretty horrific and really sort of was emblematic of just how delicate and fragile life really is and how we should all be holding our loved ones close and trying to do walks like this where we can see the world but carefully so do it in pairs people <laughs> A la Noah's Ark. <laughs> what? Don't That's go our motto. It, do it in Paris. Don't go it alone. Actually, I did want to say... Yes, that is our motto, Rebecca. 100%. Really, don't go it yeah. alone. Do it in community. Oi, taquito. <laughs> what were some other... I'm just going to read some of the signs as we pass. That's what okay. I'm doing. Okay. We rent moonwalks, tables, chairs, snow cone. I think folks might be a little bit more interested about some of the things that we talked about at dinner. One of them being me getting a very uncomfortable email from someone from my past and then us having to pontificate and philosophize about the obligation of how to respond. Okay, I'm going to respond to that. I just want to read one more sign, which you've decided is not interesting, but Las Gazuelas, Mexican restaurant... I love coming to the States and there's so many more Mexican restaurants. Okay, that's true. That's true. But yes, it was an interesting conversation because you were offended by getting the email. Yes, I was. Affronted. <laughs> it was an Instagram message and then a couple LinkedIn messages. And, and then, then an email. So, <laughs> and I just said, I wanted you to feel... Like you could have any feeling about it and that there was no way you should feel. Right. So. No obligatory feelings. Just. That, oh, this is the way. 
I mean, if we shared what the relationship was, could we or no? Yeah, sure, whatever. It was an email from my ex-husband. Like, why this many years later are you sending me an email and multiple emails to try and find some way to reconnect over coffee? I find that very affronting and invasive. There, I said it. And I said, maybe it doesn't have to be that, or could it be something else? And fine, if that's what you feel now, but what if you wake up tomorrow and you say, I feel different. Is that also okay? Right. Are you open to that feeling changing or are you doubling down on what this feeling is? And then I said, I don't think it's about doubling down. I think it's about actually honoring my feelings. And then I said, <laughs> and then I had to acquiesce. We ordered another, another glass of sake and said, hmm, well, maybe we so- both have a point. But also if someone just keeps saying that's my feeling... You can't really. It's, that's your feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so at a certain point, the conversation just stops. Because someone's having a feeling, you have to let them have the feeling. Yep. But there is something interesting about walking and talking about that retrospective feeling. Because there was something for me in saying it to you. I could have just kept the emails to myself and been grumpy and mad about them. But I took a risk, as that sign said back there risk and I shared with you about it because in some ways it's better to have experienced my feeling of irritation in conversation with you than just having to sit in the feeling on my own because then you can push back and sort of help me to ponder what I'm navigating as opposed to the emotional doubling down right of just doing it in my head which is what could happen I've never done anything in my head, Nat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm just saying. (laughs) Touche. This sign says, East Side, Austin, Texas. Stirring up something new for brunch. Come and see. We might tomorrow morning. Once we've worked our way through all these big feelings. Anyways, I didn't experience the end of that conversation at the table as like... Stopping. I saw it as like a natural pause in my emotional state. Yeah, it's good. It's good to pause and pick it up and shift. Potentially reassess or not. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to walk, move, shake stuff off? Yeah. And actually, that's something that they say in work settings that became popular even before the pandemic started but certainly throughout that walking meetings became not just sort of the new way forward so that people could get their steps in but actually so that they could be in conversation that they didn't have to look at each other while they were talking which is perhaps the power of the podcast kind of art form is that you can listen you can kind of be in conversation with what you're hearing online but you're also like finding a way to work your way through something in conversation but without the eye contact strangely so maybe that gives you the space to think through a thought without the fear or feeling of any sort of judgment coming at you Mm. so anyways walking meetings celebrate them okay we're passing a law firm at this point 
beautiful. And it's gorgeous. It's like a big, beautiful house. It's reminding me of the murder case. <laughs> that is well, just... Because it is at the southern... I think it's happened, and he was convicted... Oh, boy. ...of murdering. So it's just generally not a happy thing. I know he was a big southern lawyer that had been a lawyer for... It was a family law firm for decades. Oh. And he was accused of... And then convicted of killing his oh, so wife. he was and convicted? Mm-hmm. So now anytime I see law firm, I'm just going to tell you that story. <laughs> but specifically like a law firm mansion in the South. Yeah. It just fits. That was my second foray into watching those live feeds of oh. court cases. Wasn't I talking about this? I don't know that you Ooh. talked about it on here, but... Can I say now that you did it in the bathtub? You, like, listened to this while taking a bath? <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> I just said it. Yeah. I was think I was supposed to be doing something for us. But instead... Some hard task, and I was, like, sneakily watching <laughs> a court case. Where did that thing come from that just landed by us? I think it was just, like, a little fork. Okay. Some sort of plastic utensil on the ground. Rebecca, by the way, decided to take us off the safe street was just like people's houses and said let's go to something more exciting so here we are on Cesar Chavez and actually it would have been so much quieter for doing a podcast (laughs) but we wouldn't have seen all these very interesting things and actually our friend Ryan from the matinee podcast that I was recently on talking about a really wonderful short documentary that I used to teach to my grade 12s called in the shadow of the pines there we go wonderful 10 minutes of your life that you can just sort of let yourself be absorbed into somebody's stop motion art it's wonderful about it's all about a young woman who is sort of trying to find her own identity she's from mountain bc of japanese descent her father was a custodian at her school and she navigated feelings around that and then once he passes she does this documentary kind of as a testament to him and her own finding of herself in their shared love of mushroom foraging. It's just a lovely 10 minute piece and done in like stop motion and clay. Anyways, it was wonderful. But the idea of the walking and talking, is that why I brought that up? I got all distracted. Oh no, on Ryan's podcast, when we were talking about this short piece, we did it in a really crowded coffee shop. And I said, how are you going to kind of capture what our little conversation's all about in this really loud coffee shop. And he said, you know what? The iPhone has an amazing microphone and when you have all the noises around you, you get texture. So how are you feeling about all this texture, folks? We're bringing, we're get, bringing the texture. <laughs> Cesar Chavez texture is happening everywhere here. What would you say, Beck, was like your ultimate learning? Not just on this trip, but on this on this walk. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, try. For me. I'll try. I'll for sure try. I do find that you 
synthesize your learning very quickly. Oh, okay. So you... Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, you can come to clarity. It's funny, because I used to have a friend who said I was always clear about my feelings. Okay. Like, you always know what you're feeling. I don't think I do. No, I don't know that you do, but you, like, thinking-wise, you maybe aren't as clear about your feeling, but you are... You can philosophize a potential learning very quickly, right? Uh, right. Yeah. I think that comes from spending so many years with teenagers who are like, so what does it mean? <laughs> and then you all of a sudden have to come up with some meaning, even if the meaning is we're just trying to get to meaning. They appreciate the talking about that meaning for the what? process. Right. I have really enjoyed being at South by Southwest where... The reason for us being here. Yeah. As our mother pointed out, why are you there? <laughs> and like, what are you getting out of it? And yeah, it's a little less clear, isn't it? We really like the sort of interdisciplinary approach of all these different people coming together, like musicians, filmmakers, tech. and tech. So much new technology happening here. I was trying to explain to dad there are robot lawnmowers. And pets, robot pets, tech apps that will talk to you about how you're doing in a day. So basically AI therapists. But I think there's just so many ideas and discoveries that we don't even know. Like ideas that we're going to put together that we don't even know yet because yeah, of what because we're of taking the in. Made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the concept? Be weird in Austin. I think that there's something really cool about the freedom to be weird, which we're embracing. And now, some housekeeping. Hey, Reframables, do you get something from these conversations? Would you consider becoming a supporter on Patreon? For as little as $2 a month, you could help to keep this show going. It's meaningful financially and relationally. It feels like a hug. For our Patreon supporters, we do mini episodes, which we call Life Hacks and Enhancers, our five best things in a week. You could also tip us on our coffee account, where Natalie's recipe book is also for sale. Oh, and tell us what you want to hear more of. Listener messages make our week. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. All the links are in our show notes. Love, Nat and Beck.